0: hi hello hello how you doing so good nice welcome back
1: to the one about birth podcast we are three birth professionals and best friends and we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the
2: world of birth it's not all glittering rainbows or as we like to say it's a lot more shit than giggles i'm kim haynes and i'm a midwife at a busy birth center and a small home birth practice i'm
0: Meredith. Rout. i'm also a midwife and work at a small home birth practice the same one and i'm jess mckee i'm a
1: doula and a birth assistant at same said small out of hospital practice
0: Whoop, whoop. also i can see your daughter glaring at us through the door and it's terrifying. I think that we should bring back the whoop whoop. Whoop whoop whoop. No,
1: that's the wine like, about bird drinking game. That's just what we used to do when we didn't have things to say. So we just make random noises.
2: I never rape. I don't think I did that. Me and Meredith <laughs> I almost said rain. <laughs> it didn't sound like that's what you were like saying. It sounded like you said rape. <laughs> it did sound like you said rape. Oh no. <laughs> I wouldn't say rape while laughing. No. <laughs> no. I shouldn't be laughing
0: at the, at the word rape. But it made me laugh.
2: I guess I have to go help. So we're just we're Um, starting our second episode of the day. We're doing a double header. I can feel my soul withering as she clears at me. And Chuck just walked out onto the porch in his bathing suit, like I'm going to the hot tub. Your daughter needs your help, so I guess they want to get in the shower. I'm gonna
1: pause it, and you can go help her. Two little baby birds. So we're pulling a double header, and we're getting to that point in the evening where the sun, just
0: like, is shining gloriously on our backs on the front porch. It's awesome. It's a nice time of night. If we don't pick up steam now, we won't get this done. Pick it up. It's
1: always amazing to me how difficult it is for us to actually do a double header. Like, yeah, we always say we're gonna do it. Okay, it it
2: was very easy when we did it in the office. It was. It's just we're here and everyone's coming out and everybody needs something. So also, like, front porch hanging
1: is front
0: porch hanging. I know. We always just want to like drink wine.
2: It's hard to stay focused and
1: chat to each other about our
0: lives. But I think that actually leads pretty well into this episode if we're talking about how we process because we also do need this podcast to help us process everything you guys Great. are
2: literally my processing yeah, yeah. That,
1: that is part of why we started this podcast is because when you're a birth worker um even though like the moms are going through their story and they're processing their birth story there's that whole other side of us as the birth workers trying to facilitate good births and trying to help
0: moms in the right way Which we honestly never really share with the mom, So it's like, it's not a part of, I don't know. It just doesn't have a place in the care. So you have to like find a way to do all that outside of their care. So there's like. Some midwives process with their
1: clients. Some do.
0: Um, I don't think it's necessarily inappropriate, but I think it's mostly inappropriate.
2: (laughs) I think it's mostly inappropriate. Grossly inappropriate to me when I hear it happening. I
1: feel like it's taking over their story. Right. yours it's yeah. taking away from theirs to like be like
0: let's talk about me
2: yes that is exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a very tomsbrook accent sounded very you Tom's
2: had Brooke-ian. there
1: i can't help it i've been in tomsbrook all day i don't uh, sound like, I don't sound like just that rubs off <laughs> i love when tomsbrook rubs off
2: on me
0: <laughs> <laughs> in
1: a freedom t-shirt god that shirt
2: i'm sorry like i'm wearing my new one tonight when we go dancing yeah um, you are we're gonna get in a bar fight it's gonna be awesome oh my god that would be amazing would i be amazing.
0: really <laughs> want the guy in the freedom since 1776 t-shirt to defend the person wearing the fuck racism t-shirt that would be that would yes. great so great um
1: so but it when it comes down to it is like outside of that Because when you're a birth worker, it's your responsibility to try and protect that space for the laboring mom and the postpartum mom. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, because we're also human beings who are trying to do a good job. And like sometimes people, (laughs) for the majority of the time when you're good at what you do, people appreciate that. But then there's other times when people have bad experiences, (laughs) whether it's your fault or not. Um, that there's like scapegoating or it's like finding the things that they can find wrong and so there is times when it's like for us there is trauma coming from a birth worker kind of situation
2: so I used to get I used to be traumatized I guess is the word by women like that Um, but I guess it's like when you're in a bad relationship when you're young you kind of build that wall up around your heart and you're like that's not happening again Yeah. so I feel like I did that um, as far as the scapegoat goes. Yeah. So if someone wants to process with me or yell at me, I'm totally fine with it, but I don't get hurt by it anymore. Yeah. I'm traumatized by things that happen that are out of my control in the moment. Yes. Sometimes. But.
1: Which I think you're right. It's the same for me. When I was a new doula, like if somebody yelled at me in the birth room or like processed on me that they didn't like something that I did, um, it was super super hard for me. But then it wa- it did start to happen that As I got more doing birth work, it was like you start to realize that those things are not necessarily your fault. And the only thing you can do at the end of the day is do your job to the best of your ability. And so it's like sometimes I wonder if it's like a good thing or a bad thing because you do start to lose some sensitivity towards clients. But you also are able to deal with a lot more stuff than you could before. I
2: think it's necessary. It's like um, a safety net and... You know, when accountability. You to, yeah. But, you know, when you go to the hospital, I almost feel like they're completely numb to everything and they have to yeah. be. Well, and also, so- like,
0: how many times have we told clients to write letters about their care and they never do because they're exhausted and they're raising a newborn? And it's like, you know, even if people, I don't remember what I was saying, but basically, like even if you encourage people to like hold others accountable in the hospital, I don't actually see much follow through. And with sometimes that at all. I
1: feel like I, f- I feel like it happens less to hospital people because, like you said, well, that's what I'm saying. There's They're more. Numb. There's They're like, but there and there's more of a disconnect between clients and right. hospital people too. So I feel like there's less of a chance for people to go back and be like, right.
0: Well, I guess we have to see people at two di- two days postpartum, and two weeks postpartum, and I six feel, weeks. Whereas in the hospital, you I, only see people at six. I weeks. feel
1: like just by the nature of the way we do birth work our clients get closer to us and we've talked about that before it's like they feel like they can they text message us and you know it's more of a personal relationship which means it's even harder when like that personal relationship turns south yeah
2: so i like i said in the beginning um in the beginning of me practicing i used to get really upset and really like almost angry if i would give all my like extra time and then they would blame me for like their a feedback that didn't go, you know, the way they wanted or whatever. But now I've completely like just, I don't know. I feel you like I'm not to like it. figured out what's like appropriate right. for taking it
0: and using it as cr- constructive criticism. Yeah. Let go of the rest. Which I want to hear. Like I want yeah. to hear
2: that stuff. But I have had in the last couple of years, like women that I have given so much time to that just didn't respect the texting rule that I, you know what I mean? That just yeah. would call it for whatever reason. might not seem like a big deal, but I feel like in other episodes
0: we've talked about, like yeah. literally it's the only like free and space we have sometimes. And my text is
2: off. So it's not that like I get it right away, but it's like, they're clearly not respecting my boundaries as a human being. And then like, I might do like, instead of an hour postpartum, they get like a two, two and a half hour. So I do all of these things. And then I still get messages that are like, I'm upset because you didn't deliver. I felt you should have done. And I understand they're traumatized and they're just like, but at this Mm -hmm. point, I just, I'm like, whatever, I I can't, I don't even feel anything with that anymore. Are you guys like
0: going behind my back to my clients being like, Hey, if you have anything that you want to say to Meredith, say it to us instead, because we can carry it. But Meredith is very sensitive because I've never had (laughs) But listen i mean i'm a new midwife so like i haven't had a lot of opportunities it hasn't yet but like me, i it haven't hasn't had happened had that happen yet.
1: to me very often and so, no. so like you said the more not go, have, now it's gonna happen the more opportunities it there. there are for yeah. so kim has seen by far more clients oh my gosh than us. so many more so even though it hasn't happened to me a lot
2: even though i'm so much better than kim because nobody complains about no, me no <laughs> no that's not true even though it hasn't happened a lot, I'm <laughs> just kidding. I didn't take it that way. There's actually only
1: like one or two times that I can think of.
2: Oh, I remember the one that you were really upset about. Was that our, our choir with the
0: flowers and the and the constant? Texting. No no no, 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 no. This is, uh, this
2: is like a long, ago. Order.
1: long time ago yeah. and it was a client where it was like I felt like I really cared about what happened to that person. You did.
2: You gave so much like time and energy and research mm-hmm. and like resources.
1: And she really she did have a bad not a bad outcome. Everything was fine. Her baby's fine. She was fine, but she had an outcome outside of what she wanted. Um, that was completely out of my control and wasn't my fault. Um, but I Said one thing wrong postpartum that kind of triggered her. Um, that was completely accidental on my part, and it turned into a whole cascade of like blaming me for what had happened. And it was like super, super hard for me. It was me. well, the
2: and then it was like the message or the email that she sent was so intense, it yeah. was like so mean almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that,
1: and um, but. So it's, like, when it comes to birth, it's not just that stuff. It's not just how clients um, perceive us or the things we do. Um, Because I know that I give each client to me, like, I am very concerned with their outcome. Um, I've had to, as years have gone by, like, kind of numb myself a little bit, just like what Kim was saying, to people's outcome. Because if you don't, you just get totally yeah. overwhelmed well, every you'll time you start doubting happens. yourself so
0: much that like you won't be able to provide good care because you're doubting yeah. yourself
2: and if it happens like if it happens often then you know we recognize we have to say what are we doing wrong yeah, like, like what, yes. what are we doing but for me if it you know and for you like yeah. the majority of moms are feel Super very happy. supported and happy with their care so so i know and the thing is i don't know about you guys but I can tell that this is going to happen at our first prenatal. I'm like, this is a mom who is going to take every second of my time that she possibly can. And then blame me when things don't go right. And they're not going to go right. Like I know they're not going to go the way she wants. I, And then it doesn't. And then they're the ones that are upset and, and I will take whatever responsibility I can. But the you fact that to I acknowledge knew it was coming it's out of your control. Right. And I, and you know, what can you do for those it's like women? you can almost
1: see the psychology in advance. Right. Yeah. But then there's also, so it's not even just like how clients perceive their births, but then there's also like the things that just happen in a birth. And so we've talked a lot in this podcast about like having a poker face, um, because and I talk so much about the hormones of labor and birth and, and I know from being in labor, from working with midwives in labor, and just being a birth worker in general, that if the person who's living your baby, if you can feel palpable panic coming from them, it makes you panic. And if you panic when you're in labor, you release a whole bunch of adrenaline. Mm -hmm. If you release a whole bunch of adrenaline, you release a lot less oxytocin. And it just makes bad things more likely to happen. It makes your labor more likely to go worse. If you are hemorrhaging, it's more likely to make you hemorrhage more. Um, And so one of the most important parts of labor is having a poker face and staying calm in the midst of extreme situations. Mm -hmm. And then... There's a lot of times... Sometimes we process these things together. And so it's like... Slash
0: some, 99.9% of the time. Which we
1: always do. Yeah, we you always, guys
0: are my processors. We always
1: will come back to each other and be like, this happened at the birth. And then this is what I do. Well, also
0: a lot of times we're at the birth together too. Yeah. So that we can have another perspective on it as well.
1: Yeah. So there's having this like... Let's run down what happened in this birth. Let's process it together. What can we change for next time? What do we need to be more aware of for next time? And what
0: did we do well this time that we should carry on into the future?
1: Um, But then there's also this part where it's like, even if you've processed it from talking, there are times where like, and Kim's writing a book about this, about...
2: That's all all I want to say about that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But, and we don't have to talk about exactly what the book is, but it's like, When you get so used to doing that over and over and over again, we have this tendency that we don't even realize we're traumatized anymore if something Mm -hmm. bad
2: happens. Right. You just keep pushing it down. I mean, it's like that in a bad relationship or if you're at a job that you hate and if you just keep swallowing down the same feelings of trauma well, she, and she stress. Swallow. swallow
0: well so we were talking about this earlier too how it just becomes your normal and you don't yes. even realize how toxic it might be or not toxic yeah. but just challenging your whole or life difficult
2: is, your whole life is subluxated and you just need a giant adjustment
0: <laughs> yes
1: chiropractic adjustment from a webster technique chiropractor
2: So when, for me, writing is therapeutic and I know a lot of our moms also will write their birth stories, whether they're good, bad or whatever. And then I'll get a text that's like, oh my God, I just wrote my birth story. It was so healing. Yeah, we get that a lot. Like years later too.
0: I've gotten texts from people like over a year later saying they're just now writing and how therapeutic it is for them.
2: Yeah. And people will, they're so doubtful about it. Like, well, what am I going to get out of this, like this far in the future? And I'm like, listen, I just wrote a story from... Years ago, and I cried a lot, like, and I'm not a crier, Mm -hmm. so you don't, just because the feelings were put somewhere and locked away 10 years ago doesn't mean they're not going to come back out.
1: Trauma is still there, whether you have let it bother you or not, and it doesn't fully, it doesn't get released until... You release it.
0: Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I'm. it's funny she brought up crying because I was going to say, unlike Kim and Jess, I cry a lot about birth.
2: I do not. I feel like you let all of your emotions out right Through away. Through my eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, I come. do do that. I that's never. so
0: healthy. It really is so it healthy. It is. I do remember one time it was like, the, I this uh There was a birth I did when I was, like, a baby student my first practice I was working at. And I worked with this mom in labor the whole time. Like, we really connected to the point where, like, we were making deep, intense eye contact during contractions. Just, like, really powerful and beautiful. And then at some point, she was, like, begging to go to the hospital, which is, like, a fairly common thing. Um, especially during transition. Yeah. And I just... But it was to the point where I felt like I was, like, going from... Like, she was like, I'm walking out of here right now whether or not you support me in it or not. So, I feel like I got to the point where I was, like, holding her back from making a decision for herself. That But I also didn't want her to regret it. So, then... Finally, she decided to transfer, which I was in full support of with her because I said to her, I was like, you have three more, like, I want you to give it one more contraction. If you can't get through this contraction and you say after it and between the next one that you want to go, like, I'm going to support your decision. And we'd already been doing that for like hours at that point. So she did and so we transferred and I'll never forget like we walked in the hospital and they wanted to put her in the bed to do the fetal heart tone monitors and the mom just like full on panicked. She was just like oh like her eyes were wild and she was like I only way I can get through contractions is standing please don't make me lay down and she was just sobbing and screaming like please don't make me lay down please don't make me lay down and like nothing anybody. Did you burst into tears? Oh I did. Yeah. (laughs) I remember how I remember is the preceptor I was working with pulling me towards her whispering in my ear get yourself together. She needs you and pushing me out of the room. And I was just like, Oh my God, I just lost it. And I've been doing this for like a year. So it was the first time I've ever done that before. And then I, but I overheard the midwife saying, I don't know what happened. She's so strong. And I was like, okay, okay. I can like get my shit together. Okay. But yeah, but I mean so many times driving home from birth, just like sobbing hysterically. And that's the
1: thing is that it's like when you have to be strong for somebody else, those feelings are still going somewhere. And I don't really cry at births anymore for the most part. There's been a couple births that I did cry at, but usually it's not in the actual moment. So I had one birth that I did, and I had done... This is a family that had hired me for, like, several births um, throughout their family. And this mom is one of those moms that was, like... She was like a superwoman. Like, she just went above and beyond and kept trying, kept trying, kept trying. Things kept not going right it was like probably the longest birth I've ever been to I think I was with her for close to 48 hours mm. um, it it got crazy to the point where it's like she she finally after all this stuff had happened decided she wanted an epidural and then they go to get an epidural and the anesthesiologist comes in and she was having some kind of weird nerve pain in her leg. so they're like nope we're not going to give you an epidural so then it went on for like 8 hours past that because she was trying to like still give birth without an epidural because they said if you get a c-section we're gonna have to do it under general anesthesia oh my god and so it turned into this whole thing um c-section under general anesthesia like it was just like that that thing where, where cast. i remember a that too because like, mm, you mm,
2: actually mm, did cry mm. for that one
1: i did and i didn't even know that i was going to because in that moment you're just working yeah you're just like in the yeah. zone you're working and i walked out to the the um To the waiting room where her whole family was. And I had been through this with births with this family like four times. So the grandparents, everybody knows me. And I walk out and they're like, What's going on? What's going on? And I'm trying to tell this story. And without even expecting it to, because I like literally never cry, I burst into tears. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God, I don't know (laughs) what's happening. And I just like ran to the bathroom.
0: (laughs) I'm pissing out of my eyeballs. This is so (laughs) weird.
1: Ran to the bathroom. Like, sobbed for, like, one minute squatting underneath a paper towel dispenser.
2: (laughs) And... You called me when you were doing that, didn't you? Or did you call right after you were sobbing?
1: That was a different birth.
2: No, I remember that one. Oh, it was that one? Maybe I did. No, you called me for this one as well okay. Or, or you were on your way home but you're like oh my god i just burst into tears in front of the entire family <laughs> yes, i
1: did <laughs> and i didn't even feel it coming i was just like well yeah. this happened and then this happened then it was like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I,
0: was like <laughs> did not I don't know if you've ever seen Jess's sobbing face but it's no, real solid it's my no, favorite i'll have to see if we can nobody like, has seen my well, sobbing sorry face. your fake because sobbing it doesn't face. exist <laughs> Yeah. Your pretend sobbing face is what I was it's referring
2: a, to. And face. usually
1: when it happens, I run away into a corner and cocoon myself. So not really many people have seen my sobbing face. People have seen my, like, stoic tears leaking down my face with my jaw clenched, but not my, like, full-out sobbing
2: face. I That hasn't happened to me That's yet. That's more
1: secret than my O-face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Your O-face happens often while you're driving. <laughs> Like, down 81. Does it? <laughs> She's excited. What's she doing over there? The vibrations
1: from the car or something. Whoa. It's the
2: simple things. But, yeah, people don't, and, and you don't realize, we don't realize how mm-hmm. often we hold things in. Yeah. And I'm not, unlike Meredith, or or what? I can't let it out later. I have to let it She's out. She's not
0: an immediate release. No, well,
2: I'll feel it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I gotta cry. I gotta cry. I can't. And then later I'll be like, okay, and... Cry. It's like that episode go. of Seinfeld where he yes. had to poop
1: and he couldn't find a bathroom. And so he <laughs> ran all over the city looking for a bathroom. And by the time he finally found one, he couldn't poop. It went away.
2: Yeah. Yes. Just like
0: that. I wish yeah. that would happen sometimes. Uh-huh. Particularly when running.
1: But but that's the thing is that it doesn't actually go away. And then yeah, it's like right. still... It just goes
0: in that dark, dark place in your heart.
1: Yeah. It's still in there. And then at some point in time... You realize that you actually do have things to process that um, you didn't realize you needed to. And then you
0: read a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I first started
2: writing, I had no idea. Like, yeah. I I knew I had stories to tell, and I had no idea, that though, that the feeling still existed. Yeah. And then I, when I got Fiona's permission to write her story, I got on it, and then within, like, probably five minutes, I just started crying. And every time I would try to write her story, I would just start crying again. It was like every day I would sit down and start typing, and I'd freaking start crying again. And I couldn't stop. Like, Mm -hmm. it took me days and days and days just to write a short summary of her birth because I had stuffed so much down, and it was all coming back up. And I was like, huh, look at that. I have feelings. But every time you cry releases a little bit
1: more, and then eventually you do get all of
2: that emotion out, and it's so healthy. It is. And now I can read her whole thing that I wrote and not... Cry. Cry. I can't read it out loud. Like, I'd never be able to read...
1: I think you s- I think eventually if you did it enough you could. Yeah, but it I don't want similar to keep to doing me, it like when I had to <laughs> tell- I don't want to
0: relive that over and over, was and like over I go. had to
1: tell my first birth story and I started sobbing and it's like the more you do it the more you get the trauma out yeah. the more you actually process yeah. it in the during that process and then eventually you can tell that whole story without crying and yeah. if you can't you still have processing to do.
2: Right. It's, it's just crazy, and, and this is why psychologists are the way they are. But the one story that you just read that I wrote, I actually cried on the way home. Mm-hmm. And so when I went to write her story again, I didn't cry. Yeah. Like, I got emotional. I was like, oh, God, that was so awful. But I didn't cry, and I'm like, huh,
0: look at that. So me crying all the time is actually setting myself. I won't have anything for a book, book, though, down the road. If I ever want to write a book, I would have nothing to write about. There's
2: nothing left. You're getting (laughs) it all out. It's like Chuck and I, as soon as we get mad we yell at each other, it's gone. Done.
1: I think that the hardest births for me to process um, nowadays um, are the births where I'm attending as a birth worker, but it's people that I know. And so I feel like when... I go to a birth and it's a client, it's a lot easier for me to put that wall up. And when it's somebody that's a client, but also somebody I know, I can still put that wall up.
2: It's still harder. But
0: it's so much different. And, so, and that wall serves a purpose too. Like that, I, want, I don't want people to think, think that's a negative thing. Like, oh, no, my provider be- is not as like close to me as she is with her friends. Like, Actually, that wall serves a really good purpose.
1: Yeah, because it actually helps me do my job better. And mm. so it helps me... And I do feel like when it's somebody I know, that's why I have to put that wall up because now it's like, I'm not going to be able to help you the way I yeah. need to if that wall's not there. Yeah. I'll just be a blubbering mess in the corner. Yeah. Um. But I, I want to say like it, I noticed that especially and I, I, it really showed me like the difference between the process of like doula and being someone who's like um emotionally at the birth, which you talk about because sometimes I'm the doula and I do do my job well when I'm the doula. And I'm emotionally at the birth, but I've gotten good at put the, putting that wall up but I was um at my brother's son's birth,
2: oh, that was hard for you,
1: yeah, yeah, and um she had she was delivering in a birth center, and she had her her midwives were like they were midwives I'd never met before, and they were like absolutely amazing to this day, like when I think about them, I'm like those midwives were so great, um but she had a really, like, long-crowning dystocia. And because it was my nephew, the difference between how I processed that to how I would process it if it was not someone that wasn't, like, a family member, it was almost like you go into, like, a... Um, it's like time stands still, and it's like you're looking at things through like a fisheye lens, and it's just like. Mm. Yeah. And I, I can just remember in my head, and when I look back and watch the video, it's like seven minutes of, like, hell. Um, but it's like. a
0: seven-minute dystocia?
1: It wasn't just the dystocia, but it was, like, like, crowning, crowning. Dystocia. crowning and dystocia. It was just okay. super. But in the moment in my head, because I'd been to, like, over 100 births at that point, and in my head I'm thinking, like, why is this happening at this birth? Why is this happening when that is my nephew's head? Like, well, it's also really hard when you just have happening. to be an
0: observer, too, and you can't, like, get in there and do something about it, too. Yeah,
1: But and, and outwardly, I'm staying calm. I'm doing what I need to do to help her get in the position she needs to get into to do whatever. But I had to, like, process that afterwards. And I was also at another, like, really... Um, a really intense birth with a friend of mine so it was like this baby wasn't just like it was like a baby who was like going to be friends with my kids and like be around my kids and and it was like so intense at the moment i was like this cannot happen to this baby and it's just so weird when you're the birth worker, how you process those things while still being able to be on the outside completely calm. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: that's the problem. And that's when that's when you tuck the it trauma, on down. Yeah, that's when the trauma starts to. And this is why we tell like when when people are like, well, why can't I help my wife? Why do I need a doula? And not everyone does. But we say because when you're so connected to someone, it's hard to mm-hmm. not be affected by their pain or what they're going through. And it's easier if you don't know someone very well.
1: Yeah, to be able to separate that and be like, this is what we need to do right now um, to make it work.
2: Those are the births that you're, the ones that you're describing, and it's, for me, it's not usually someone that I know, but when your entire insides are like, absolutely torn apart, like you are in a complete meltdown and it's like you just have this tiny glass shell that's holding all of it inside Mm -hmm. and you can't let it out, and it's so... Awful, and I. There's it's like, almost
1: like you're not breathing. It's yeah. like you hold your breath for yeah. like
2: minutes, and you're trying so hard, and you're like, don't, cr- don't freak out, don't cry. You can't, like, you have to be strong. And mm-hmm. I, there are a couple of times that I can just remember standing, like, usually in a transfer. That's, you know, like scary, and I'm like, you cannot. And the yeah. dad's crying, mm-hmm. and then, you know, Dr. Asshat comes out and acts like an Ass Hat, and I, you can't yell at them, and you can't cry yourself, and it's just, like, so much to hold in. It's awful.
1: It is, and it's, it feels like a lot of responsibility, because I know the one birth that I was just talking about that was a friend of mine, afterwards, like, that whole thing was so intense, and, like, I knew everybody in the birth room and afterward it's almost like you take this responsibility on yourself and and I know that it wasn't like logical or anything real but I was like but you knew that but I like- was like she's going to be mad at me for encouraging her to have an out-of-hospital birth for telling her like this is safe like I had all these like weird thoughts going through my head like she's going to be angry at yeah me and like if either happened. one of us had
0: said those things to you you'd be like no that's irrational like that's yeah that's just that like your moment, fear talking but like it's hard to say those things and to then, yourself. Like,
1: probably like 30 minutes after the birth she like called me over and I remember being like so frightened inside my soul like oh my gosh what is she gonna say And instead, she like pulled me towards her and she hugged me and she was like, oh, my God, you helped me through that so much. When I was going through it, I could just hear your voice being calm, telling me to breathe. And I was like, Okay, I can do that. I can breathe through my I can breathe for my baby. And I was like. To me, that was so crazy because I was like, I was literally freaking out on the inside. Yeah. But I was still able to stay calm enough that I was able to help her to the point Mm -hmm. where she was sobbing and crying on me. And it was like, and I had to process that birth for quite a while. Yeah,
2: it's hard. Well, and and if you think about it, when you have the moms that we had talked about earlier, where you really feel like you give 110% Mm -hmm. and then they hate you for it. You know, so then when there is an experience like this, of course you're gonna say, Oh my god, I'm gonna be blamed like she's gonna see this as my fault. Yeah. And then it's like such a relief when they don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um so it's time to go to our break. Um and then I, I don't know. We'll just come back and talk about this a little bit more. We'll
2: just keep talking.
1: Yeah. We're, we're good, good at that. that. All right. Break Get over yourself, Kim. Break down. <laughs> Get over yourself cue the music oh yeah so our sponsor for today's episode is once again our teespring shop do you love cute shirts with birthy sayings on them do you love our logo would you love to have a mug or a bag with our logo on it well if you like any of those things then our teespring shop is the place for you Um, We will put a link to it in our posts on social media, Um, but it's the Wine About Birth Teespring, and we are really trying to raise money in order to get a professional to add closed captions to our YouTube videos so that the deaf community can enjoy our podcast as much as the hearing community. So check out our Teespring shop and um, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Cheers. Welcome back from that delightful break. (laughs) <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about why we need to process from birth work. That it sometimes gets really intense. We take a lot of burden on our shoulders. We're always trying to do the right thing. And I still heard burgers. I did hear I'm
0: burgers. So I, I think you burgers? almost said burgers, and you like backtracked a little bit.
1: <laughs> but we take a lot of burden on ourselves, and sometimes things don't go right anyway, and it makes us feel like we should have done something different. But then it's like, how do we process that on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, what do
2: we do to process these things? Do we do, we do, you do. Well, we besides
0: do. talking to each other, which is I mean, blatantly I talk what we do guys. every day.
2: We literally text all day, every day. Oh my God,
0: literally put my we, phone down for 20 minutes and I have 18 missed That's what messages. happened to me
2: yesterday when I was at work. I came back at 28 <laughs> and I'm like, what in the <laughs> hell? Yeah, that did happen but, yesterday.
0: Yeah. I, but I it's was how we—that's
2: how we process life, though. Like we yeah. process well, our relationships, our kids,
0: and, and what it, I'm eating in that moment. It's so
2: important
1: <laughs> to be like to be able to. Not only do you get validation, but you can because also because we love each other
2: always. If you get
1: a safe space, <laughs> you can also talk about the things you did wrong and mm-hmm. how can we change them next yeah. time, and that makes and sure we do I call each other work. out on
2: those things. Mm-hmm. I, yeah,
1: and it's like. So I know that any time of birth, so, and Kim, like you've said, y- you've had me call in the middle of the night from usually the hospital bathroom. Yeah. And she picks up the phone in a panic, like, oh my God. What's
2: happening?
1: And I have had conversations with you. And I was like, oh my God, I don't have to, I don't this is happening. <laughs> when you're in a panic, I'm, ah. I go
2: like completely dead calm. She, does. she goes,
1: <laughs> and I'll be like, what do you think I should do? And she'll be like. Okay, so
2: let me be, because I'm so, I'm like, oh my, God, I don't, oh my God, panic. You're <laughs> like, let
0: turn on my
1: feelings. Turn on my feelings. Let me be the calm that you need right now. Basically, you me usually do you. Yes, yes. And then she probably calls Meredith like, oh my, oh God, my God, Jess Jessica. is sobbing. Usually we, this, no, usually that's that. in
0: text message. Yeah. <laughs> I know when I don't Kim- call th-
2: I don't call people no
0: Kim does not do that I know when Kim is processing because she usually sneaks away to do laundry at the birth <laughs> yeah that's what I used to do I would I would if it was
2: a tough birth I would leave the room and go do laundry but I don't do that anymore yeah. I haven't done laundry in a really long time it's not
0: fun I don't it's nice enjoy to have it. a task that's like a little and bit it more was. mundane it was like
2: it was mundane and I could just like it was just therapeutic. Yeah, but now you didn't I have to think. Like, yeah, I only do that now when it's something, like, really yeah. awful. I do that. I've noticed I've done happen. that a couple
0: of times, too. I feel like I've dipped out on you at home births and done laundry or, like, gone to start cleaning supplies when it's, like, oh, way too early to start I always, cleaning. I always love that
1: because I that's, like, my least favorite job at a home birth. <laughs> And Meredith like usually gets on it and I like feel guilty that I'm not doing
0: it and I'm like I'm just cleaning this tray <laughs> Well I just brag that I leave the house looking about the same as it did when we got there minus like oh, a baby. Like, I'm
1: gonna go do a load of laundry and I'm like you do that. You will stop
2: doing that after I you've hate been practicing. Doing
1: laundry.
0: I
2: it's because it's just when so you're... easy
1: at home birth. But it's when the so easy. I know it is, but I don't like doing it for some reason.
2: I feel like when the baby when like when the baby's coming and it's like super intense and all of your midwife things are on and you're like got a baby's life mom's life all this stuff when that's over with you have to go take a minute like I think you'll you will kind of move away from that yeah i think too the more you the more you get used to the used more you get it, used yeah. to it yeah it's the
1: same way like how when you are first starting to be on call which we talked about in our on call it's like
0: checking your phone you're you just can't sleep your phone every minute oh my gosh and, and if if now it, you just like beg for it if, to fall off and, and if it's armchair so you don't have to look at it if for a, client a second has text,
1: i know in the beginning of my birth a client had texted me at all like oh i might be having contractions 15 minutes apart i'd just be sitting on the edge of my chair yeah. all day like I might have to go to a birthday. I might have to go to a birthday. Or I feel like there's and now it's even... to the point where I'm like, oh, our contractions are 15 minutes apart. Do you want to go grab some sushi? Yeah. Do you I? I do feel dancing? like
0: looking at our early chapters, like we'd be sitting on the porch and one of us would have somebody texting, and we're like, oh, okay, like oh we're gonna have to leave soon and like we get really excited and now we're like man there's three people in labor that's fine It's fine. we have we'll still we'll still have have one more glass we got time for one more glass of wine
2: we have four hours before we have to leave it's cool we're being sarcastic (laughs) we do not drink there was that one birth
0: where we (laughs) all jumped in our cars and had to go to town do you remember that who was that? I'm trying to remember who it was. I can remember. We ran out
2: of here. Yeah.
0: And it was all three of us. I think all in separate cars, too. Yeah. <laughs> remember when Sharon came?
2: Sharon was here because we were talking about, like, yeah. work stuff. And all of us took off. Yeah. Believe, including Sharon. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. That's funny, though. That I don't remember <laughs> what? who it was.
1: I don't remember who it was, either. God, I don't remember. But that's the thing is that the more you're doing something, the more normal it gets. But that's why we have to process it. And so it's like... Having a safe space, and that's why there's, like, peer groups and stuff um, to, like, talk about things. Right. Um,
0: or just listen to our podcast. And write in your stories. And that's another <laughs> thing your that we stories. do. We
1: started this podcast in a way to, like to work through the stuff that we've done and to talk
0: about birth stories or just to like model what it's like to have community in the birth world because i feel like we talked about that a I lot when we were younger or younger know. when
2: we were a younger when podcast. we were babies another sort of <laughs> trauma is. i would literally die if it weren't for you guys no i don't know I, what i would do and then on the days where like i'll every once in a while this is when i realize our codependency problem is i'll text you guys something and then five minutes later i'm like the fuck like Where's my Where's my immediate my immediate <laughs> did validation? She, did What's she just happening leave me
1: on red?
0: What?
2: I I can see they saw the little bubble popped up, like. <laughs> i've noticed
0: it when i'll like i see terrence every single day but i will tell him a story about something that happened like five days ago because i've already processed it with you guys and he's like wait how like how when did this happen i'm like oh like a week ago and he's oh like oh my god yes but pa- previous mayor like pre kim and jess mayor would have like had to call up my right dad, away like, immediately
2: yeah. and be like oh my god this just happened and it's probably for the best. Charance it's gets always like, break. no, you d-. I'm like, remember, I told you blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, you didn't tell me that. I'm <laughs> like, well, I definitely told Jessica and Meredith. So maybe you should have been listening.
1: But that's the thing is that what is so special is that like we can, we are friends, but we also can understand these things where it's like if you're just sharing it with your significant other, they don't really get it. You could be like, they can be, no. like, they they can be super
0: supportive. Do you remember
1: but- the time you were fishing and the hook got stuck <laughs> in the fish's throat and he couldn't get it out? I do know what that feels like. It's a horrible feeling. Yeah. And Chuck would be like, well, yeah, I just cut off the fish's head and used it as bait the rest of the day. He's like, you know Oh, my get God. That's, that is
2: the right answer. That's exactly what he would say. Yeah. Yes. And I didn't realize it until you said it. I'm like, yes, he would do that. Yeah. Because when we were at the crew, that when we went to the the island you were like what is kim's, this kim's realizing
0: that this actually stemmed for something that actually happened. actually
1: happened it actually happened it actually happened because i was at elizabeth furnace the other day and my niece caught this fish that was floating but still alive and she brought it to me and she was like oh my god jesse this the fish is dying can you save it and i look and it had, also like, if you don't know about, did death, you do she
0: mouth saves animals mouth? all the time
1: <laughs> no i didn't But it had a um, fake fishing lure and a hook stuck all the way down its throat, and the end of the lure was, like, sticking out of the very tip of its mouth, and the fish was just kind of, like, floating there. And my kids, who are all, like, bleeding hearts, were like, can you please save the fishy? Can you get it out? And, of course, I don't have pliers or anything, so I'm like, I'm going to try. And so, like, I, like, worked and worked and worked, sticking my tiny little fingers into that fish's throat. And I eventually oh, got no. that hook out. I was very yes, proud. Yes, you did.
2: I, was, I mean, the fish. So, kind of fingers. The In the f- 20 minutes that it took you, did it die? Yeah, did it die
1: because it was dead? It was still alive when I put it in the water, and I had been dipping it in the water, like, as a... Occasionally, breaks, but yeah. that fish wasn't going to make it either No, way. it was Didn't I'm you like, say it was floating before all that even happened? Yeah, but it was still alive. <laughs> it was, it was like floating around, but its like gills were still going. It just, was like still obviously painful death. But you know what? I was thinking.
0: <laughs>
2: no, I, was I thinking, have no idea where this is going. I didn't. <laughs> she want, was thinking this is what I shouldn't have saved? No,
1: I was like, I didn't want a bigger fish to eat that little fish, and then for the bigger fish to get the throat stuck in its the hook stuck in its insides. So even if I didn't save that little fish. I may have saved a bigger fish. Yes, you did, Jess. And now I'm processing it.
0: Are you going to cry about it later? No. I'm not gonna We could dance it off later. We can dance it off later. That is something else I feel like we do is when we can find time to go dance. That helps
2: a lot.
1: Sometimes it's not the super heavy talking I'll, through things. I'll be things. back. I'm going to
2: walk away for a minute. I'm
1: going to Yeah, so sometimes it's not the like heavy talking and like hashing out and like Sometimes we just need to get in the car. Sometimes you just need and blast eighties music and dance, music yes. and and dance or like send of videos lungs. of
0: each other dancing <laughs> and get that get that
1: energy out. Because when you release large amounts of adrenaline, which we do when we're at a birth and something goes wrong, um, you release so much adrenaline. And you need to, like, burn that adrenaline off. Like, weren't you saying that you still have trouble going to sleep right after a birth?
0: Yeah, I still can't. I usually have to, like, take my time showering and then sometimes I'll, like, even, like, read or something for a little while beforehand because it takes a while for me to turn off still. I'm sure that'll change as I get busier, but. I do not. Yeah
2: suffer i
0: imagine if it was a situation where i knew a mom was going to be in labor again any moment i would like at least like myself lay down but now i'm at the point where i know i get a little bit of a break it depends
1: on how intense the birth was and how long i was there so if the birth was intense and i was there a really long time and i haven't slept in like 24 hours i like pass
0: right out um when i was young and dumb i used to go running
2: Oh, God. Even if it was, like, 2 in the morning, I I would go for a run. I don't even leave the center anymore. I just go right on into the nurse's bed and go to bed. It's a very comfortable bed, though. I don't blame you.
1: But when you release adrenaline, like, a large amount of adrenaline, you do have to, like, sometimes work it off. And sometimes it's in a positive manner, just like... um, singing and dancing and screaming at the top of your lungs a little bit i'm so
2: excited about tonight i
1: know we haven't danced in so long i had
2: two babies this i worked every day this week i had two babies postpartums and prenatals and it still wasn't a tough week like it was not exhausting i slept well well you
0: missed one of them i did miss one because he (laughs) decided
2: he wasn't gonna call me until they were pushing not Um, the
0: baby the dad
2: (laughs) yes which is hilarious to me but it was just, it was a, a week. I had to work all week. And now I'm yeah. like, and now we can dance again. I'm so excited. Also, it's not just that.
0: Like, we can dance again. COVID. Post-COVID, too. I know. Too. It's kind of crazy. I'm An afraid we're not going to get in. I'll make sure we get in. Oh, that's it's right. It's Jess. Are you kidding? We She's have got so many connections. She's connected. So they'll let us dance in the bar. <laughs> worst case scenario. We'll just <laughs> dance, <laughs> dance on, we're yeah, just gonna on the We're just going to coyote ugly it up <laughs> on the bar. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs>
2: That's I a movie ready. I need to go watch again. It's I do not, I every. never want to watch that movie I ever again. I love that movie. I don't think I saw
0: it. I don't think I've seen it since I was a teenager. But I remember rewatching the last ten years and thinking it was probably one of the most awkward sex scenes I've ever watched in okay, my life. Okay, well, now seen I it. need to go watch it again. What's, remember, what? Remember? Remember? She's like there there's like all these cardboard cutouts of, of famous people. And she's like undressing as she like wh- winds her way in and out of these cardboard. Cutouts nope, of I actually don't remember people. it. I definitely <laughs> so have not awkward.
2: seen this movie. I need to all. watch it now.
0: <laughs> that's
1: going to, that's happening. Um, so I think that it's time to talk about our birth story of the week and I'm not actually going to talk too much about the birth story.
2: Um, but more what happened afterwards.
1: Yeah. So I have a friend who had um, a loss and I was there for the loss and we knew it was going to be a loss. And so that was really hard going into it, like knowing that pro- probably this is going to be, it's not going to be a good situation. It's going
2: to be, yeah. it's going to be really heartbreaking. It's going to be, you're going to have to help her through the loss of her baby.
1: Yeah. And so um, I went to the hospital, and this is also a family that I've known my entire life, so I know all of them, and they were all there. And so we go through the loss, and so my thing going into it, working as the doula who also knows this person, so I probably was a little bit more, I don't know, maybe I would be, maybe I would be the same for any person going through a loss. So my point in it was... Um, I wasn't ha- super happy with how the hospital was handling the situation because my thinking was, like, even if you know that this situation is not going to have a happy ending, um, understanding the psychology of the mom and the dad and the family, it's like after something bad happens, you go through a processing period where you usually are reading things and looking at more things and A lot of times, there's always that question of, like, what if, what What if, if, what if. Yeah. And so, I was thinking about that in advance, because I was already trying to do all this research about this situation. It's like, is there anything we can do to make this not happen? Um, And I was saying to the family, like, listen, even if nothing we do works, when it comes to processing, um, if you have tried everything that you could think to try, it really helps... When you're processing your grief, instead of it being like, well, maybe if we did this, we this, shouldn't have just yeah, sat don't play and the blame done game. Yeah. yeah. And, and the hospital was more like, well, this is going to happen. So. All right.
2: So we don't really care. So we're not going to do anything for so you. So
1: I kind of went in there after like doing some quick research, which is what I do of similar situations and being like.
0: Like what would have, what was helpful in other people's situations yeah. that had a similar outcome, and saying to
1: the doctors like, "Listen, can we try this medication? Can we try that medication?" Um, and the doctors were kind of taken aback. Like, um, "Yeah, I, I guess we can try that medication." Um, and I remember, d- don't you? Didn't you say, Kim, that later when the doctor said something to you about me? She was like that doula you recommend.
2: Yeah, oh, that doula. She knows her shit. No, No, it Uh, was was negative. (laughs) It was more like, well, she obviously googles too much or something. (gasps) Oh, I'm so sorry that she's well informed. She was like that
1: doula that you recommend is like pretty intense or like pretty something.
2: And she definitely made the comment of like she thought that you were just like googling the first thing that came up. She didn't realize that you are obsessed with. research Research and education yeah Yeah.
1: and it was like even if it doesn't work like if it's not gonna hurt the mom just just do it to make her feel better so that she doesn't read this birth story i read when i googled that said we took this medication and it stopped it from happening and her being like well if that hadn't happened my baby would be here you know what i mean right yeah um and so it, it didn't work there was a loss it was super 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 hard um and then, like, afterwards, after processing, like, even with the family and, like, going through everything, it was one of those days... Well, I called you sobbing from you the bathroom. Were,
2: that, that's the worst... I've never seen you like that before. Like, that's the lowest I've ever seen you, like, ever in your whole life. It was... That was a tough... It was horrible. Yeah.
1: That was a tough one. Because
2: you came... I oh because with the I was at a birth Meredith and I mm-hmm. were at a birth at the birth center and it was like a birth party and there was tons of that's food right. and it I was, was like, like why don't so you just people. come mm-hmm. eat the food that's here and just chill for a we bit we were gonna
0: we wanted to hide you in the prenatal room I remember mm-hmm. we just wanted you to like lay down on the orange couch yeah. and and eat food
2: and you did you when you showed up like I just couldn't you looked awful like you just looked like you had been through the ringer and back and. You were just—you ended up curling up in the fetal position on the orange couch upstairs, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And you're like, "I just need—I just—I couldn't go home yet. I'm just yeah. no—you could not. You just needed you to just, space to like, yeah, transition away. Yeah, you just needed like a a, a buffer of something
1: to just be like, "This was literally horrible." And I was able to talk to you about what happened and go over it, and like I sobbed in my car and I sobbed on the couch and like you took a little nap.
2: Took like a nap, you did fall asleep for ate a little some
1: bit. food, and it was like this it was really weird because there was this other family there celebrating their happy birth. Yep, but it's, it did mm-hmm. help me. Like, I actually feel like I processed that birth enough that I can talk about it now, and it's yeah. not
2: something that I can't talk about. Um, but those are the things that that moment where you watched a baby die and you had to hold your friend's hand, and at the same time, this other mom was crying tears of joy it's like this is That's how life is. is like yeah. life goes on and we have to be there and you know be strong for these people and it's and we want to but it's really hard yeah that it's was hard easy. that was a rough and then it was weird for me because i'm like do i hug her i'm a <laughs> should i hug her do i have to hug her if <laughs> like... kim was gonna non-sarcastically
0: <laughs> hug anybody it'd probably be that
2: we did hug <laughs> we i did. remember going bring it in you Come hugged on. Me. <laughs> Bring it on in.
1: <laughs> Meredith snuggled me for a little I while. Did, yeah. Um, I'm remember
2: sorry, curling up on I did couch not, with but you. I feel like but it I would But I didn't really been... need
1: it. I just, I mean, I, I did need the hug, but I just more needed a safe space, space where I yeah. could just go and like be to myself before having to go back to like being a wife, being a mom, doing anything. It was just yeah. like, okay, I can just lay here
2: yeah. for a little while. Um, and it's we are so lucky to have that like yeah no, not everyone has it no. and I think it
1: makes it makes people better birth workers when they can do that because then you when you're able to process things like that you're able to learn and grow and mm-hmm. be better prepared
0: for the next situation yeah. that comes up
2: yeah for sure
0: and we feel like we have to like we it's our responsibility to do that so that we are better for future clients
2: yeah Thank goodness we have each other. (laughs) So that was a bittersweet. I feel like that's our cheers. I'm sorry that that was depressing. No, but but. we honor that what we do
0: isn't always easy, though. Like it's it's not not all glitter and rainbows. And that you were able not. to come a lot of shit
2: and eat someone else's shrimp and take a nap mm-hmm. on the couch I and cry. Did. that's right. There so was a silver lining to you anything. You said that you're like they brought shrimp and out. that <laughs> I think that's why you came. But the only thing that a could a have a made a that
0: eight. any better is it had oysters.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Where were the oysters when you needed them? <laughs> no, I would have
1: be been like, oysters are too happy. <laughs> that's too much, too much. <laughs> this is my joy uh, food. I'll, you give me, I'll just want I just want some farm raised shrimp. Just depressing and unhealthy enough, but it also tastes delicious. <laughs> when they brine in their own crap and antibiotics.
2: so oh <laughs> And
1: I eat them up anyway. Oh,
2: yes, yeah, you do. They're so good. So All it's right.
1: Actually, This episode's actually a little bit shorter, which is nice for a change. No,
2: that's um, now we, can Just hang have out to, on the we don't always
1: have to go over an hour. Um, so yeah, basically what we want to say to all the birth workers out there and all the moms, I know we've talked about birth trauma is it's like, it's super important to process your trauma. It's super important to have people to talk to. And we also want you to use this podcast. If you don't have people, you can do that. Like. We want to be able to be that outlet. Like, if you're a birth worker who has stories like this, mm-hmm. we would like you to send them to us and or process them. Or if you have, them. like, an f-
0: uh, interesting way that you process your birth, like yeah. Or a fun way or a crazy way like, or whatever. email
1: that stuff to us. Like, we want to hear it because it's also hearing what other people have been through. And it helps all of us and all the birth workers that listen to us grow as providers and even moms who have been through stuff, it helps you to get it out. So keep sending us your birth stories or the way that you've handled your birth stories. Um, I know this has nothing to do with it, but we wanted to remind everybody that we have a Teespring shop and you can get some really cool wine about birth. Mm
0: -hmm. We just put out mugs with our mugs on them. So you can get a mug with with our mugs. mugs.
1: Here's our time for uh, shameless promo, shameless promotional try and buy our stuff um we accidentally left don't a, do it we accidentally don't left do facebook it please don't tell people that we spent a lot of money that we didn't know we, <laughs> we were a whole lot of money we didn't realize we were spending <laughs> whoop
0: thanks trump for do you supporting know that sometimes our facebook ads, never ending ad on facebook did you know that sometimes facebook
1: ads keep running after you thought that they were done
0: yeah. No, I did not know that until now. We figured that out. I mean, out. I don't have
2: anything to do with any of our social no. media anything, so I had no
0: idea. We also, we also <laughs> did that ad while we were drinking at McAdoo's one day, so so I had nothing
2: to do with it. So there, it's not my fault. Yeah. I take no blame. I'm still going to blame it on Facebook because yeah. I'm
1: I'm pretty sure we had a cap on it. Yeah, um, it would have been real
2: silly if we did it. All right, I'm ready to go take a shower and get ready to go dancing. All right, so all we have to say
1: is um, thank you for being our listeners. Thank you and for listening. We hope that our podcast can, in some small way, help you uh, process whatever you're going through in child rearing, pregnancy, childbirth, <laughs> sex,
0: birth working, whatever it is
1: that you have things. to process. And all we also have to say is Cheers cheer.
2: One of these days we're going to break something.
1: I think it would be really fun if we broke something.